Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a five-star review. My name is Ramon Chavez, and alongside me is my partner, Owen Evans. How are you feeling, sir? God, they're giving us a short week this week, aren't they? Friday, we're at it again tomorrow. We can off, finally. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a good weekend. Uh, obviously, tomorrow, Rising get to travel to Vegas, and uh, Mr. Owen himself goes to his favorite city in the world, Las Vegas, and uh, to to check out that game. What? Why are you giving me that smirk? No, no. I, I, it's just only so much of Vegas you can have, and it's <laughs> let's be honest, it's as crappy as its football team. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree somewhat. I, I've had some fun in Vegas, but uh, we have a great show for you guys today. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the game, giving you a preview of what's to come tomorrow. Uh, also, we got some pretty big news yesterday of Rising uh, with Rising signing uh, a brand new player. We'll be talking about him a little bit later. And then we're also going to preview the USL Week 16, a lot of great matchups. And of course, we have to talk about the U.S. Open Cup with Sacramento Republic uh, making some history yesterday. So, uh, Owen, let's go ahead and get started. Um, you, Las Vegas is a special place. I'll, I'll start off with that. Uh, <laughs> We're starting and, straight in on this today. Straight and, in and on it. I feel like we can't really talk too much smack, but I feel like we have to, given who Vegas is. Uh, they, there are. Oh, we can talk a lot of smack about these guys. I'm sorry, this you, you. We can't necessarily critique them on the pitch because they're actually doing better than Rising this season. Yes, we that's can what I was sure as hell critique them off it. Okay, so let's start with that then before we we dive in into the preview because they are advertising that tomorrow they're going to have a halftime event where they're going to be work breaking some sort of world record. Can you expand a little bit on that? Oh, God. Right. So, you know, I said we could take we could talk smack about them off the field, but by the looks of things, they want to take off the field and put it on the field. So, yeah, halftime, <laughs> they're going to be having a water balloon fight on the field with fans invited to come down and take part. So all I can say is God help that pitch for the second half because that is going to be a mess. But How you know what? While we're on that allowed? topic, yeah, go for it. Go for it. I, I no, no, no. I, I, I agree with you. How on earth is it allowed? But while we're on that topic, we did have time to do a little bit of a fact check. So mm. let's take a look at this now, because Las Vegas Lights are out there saying that you can be a part of the world's largest water balloon fight at Cashman Field. It's the same claim that they made last year. However, according to our friends at Guinness World Records, the actual record for the number of people taking part in one is 8,957. 
And the total number of water balloons they used is 175,141. To put that into context, last year when Vegas also held the world's largest water balloon fight, as they called it, they only handed out around 20,000 water balloons, which is still enough to completely mess up a pitch, but it's not exactly the world's largest, is it? Look at you pulling a Snopes here. Yeah, yeah. What the heck, Vegas? If you're going to do it, do it right, you know? So... There is no uh, doing it right. They're doing it at halftime of a football match. That's what I'm saying. Pitch. If you're gonna if you're gonna deep dive and do this stuff, just go all out. Actually, break the record. Like it's not a good look. It, first of all, because it, you shouldn't be doing this in the middle of a soccer game. And also, you're not even breaking the world record. So you're just lying straight off the board. So anyway, it, well, whatever. Um, not a good look. I, I I wish the USL would do something about this. Like, are you kidding me, man? Like. What? Imagine Greg Hurst slips on on a balloon, breaks his ankle, he's out for the season. Like, how is like, what does that what does that tell you? You know, like what what would happen? Like, come on. I mean, the fir- the first thing that I heard from someone in the club after this when it when, when obviously they tweeted about that like, they were doing this daft water balloon stuff was can't wait for one of our players to tear their ACL in the second half. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's. And then what do you do then? Do you like sue them or something? I don't know. Anyway, that's you know, whatever. you know what? Maybe, maybe, and this is the question, maybe it is a step up from just making mm-hmm. misogynistic jibes over the PA, which is what they decided to do last time that Rising went up there. That and also true. when they when they shut the lights off and you had fans streaming onto the pitch at full uh, time, and you just had these like police officers running with torches on the field because they couldn't see. I uh, are you bringing a flashlight? Because I think you should. Maybe one of those like head ones right here, so you could just—I <laughs> don't know. That's terrible, man. Why would they do that? Anyway, let's get to the game and let's talk about what's going on um, as far as both teams are concerned. So, uh, of course, we all know Rising is not doing well. They're—they're they're on a little bit of a losing streak right now, seven and eight in the year, uh, twenty-one points right now, towards the bottom of the Western Conference, which is never good. And right now, they're currently out of the playoffs. Um, if you look at the website 538.com, the predictors actually put uh, Phoenix uh, as uh, you know favorite right now, 31% for Vegas, Phoenix 45%, and a draw at 24%. So it still tells you that you know the the odd makers out there are still kind of you know pinning their hopes on on rising to get a W at least at, in this game. But if you look at the other side of things, uh, you know La- Las Vegas is not. You know, a team that that can be uh, underestimated, especially when you have someone like Danny Trejo and uh, Cal Jennings uh, as part of the squad. So, Owen, uh, what are your feelings? I know last time Rising was there, you 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 just explained that some stuff, some shenanigans happened uh, during the game. But as far as on the field, Vegas got the W. They came away with the three points, and uh, it, it was a sign of things to come for Rising, given uh, how early in the season they met. Yeah, it was. Um, they. <sighs> The thing about it, though, and this is what baffles me, you mentioned you mentioned the bookies still seem to be backing rising in this one. And of course, our, our good friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app are backing rising in this one. Um, rising at the moment, uh, minus 105, Vegas at plus 200. So mm. to me, those are ridiculous odds when you've got a team that's lost three in a row against a team that's won two in a row. Uh, yeah. And you're backing the team that's lost three in a row. Um especially when Rising hasn't necessarily lost to the best of teams over that spell either. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there is some movement between Vegas and LAFC. One of the things though about it is you never quite know who's going to be where when, who's going to be doing what when. It's yeah. really weird and hard to track. 
Um, so yeah, you'd hope uh... that they're going to lose some big names, but you re- mm-hmm. honestly, this stuff just like will come out morning of, and we'll find out that someone's dropped back down. Yeah, it, it's really weird and hard to track, and yeah. you don't really know whoever is going to actually show up. Well, for example, if you look at Danny Trejo, who's had a great season with uh, Las Vegas Lights, he got called up last weekend, went up to Seattle, actually got to play in the game with LAFC uh, and was able to give an assist. And then he traveled down to San Diego and uh, was able to play the game there on Sunday. So, you know, props to him and whoever's his manager. I'm sure he has a driver or something now because that's a lot of traveling, especially when you're playing a couple of games like that. And this weekend, you know, Las Vegas will play on Friday and then LAFC doesn't play until Sunday. So I'm, I'd am i be really surprised if we don't see Cal Jennings and Danny Trejo tomorrow against Rising. I think there's a definite possibility of it. Um, and, and those two are the guys you've really got to look out for because mm-hmm. if you actually look at the goal scoring numbers for Vegas on the season, you see that you've got Danny Trejo there on eight. You've got Cal Jennings on five and no one else has scored more than one goal. So a lot of those goals are coming via those guys. Now, don't get me wrong. They've scored a fair number of goals that aren't by those guys, but they're really spread out. There's no one in particular you look at and say really dangerous as a forward. Mm -hmm. It's those two. Those two are the ones who can really cause you some problems if you're not paying enough attention to them. There was another player that was highlighted on the USL website, Frank DeRoma, the central midfielder. He's basically kind of like the... The maestro, I guess, in the midfield, he's able to move the ball around the pitch and he's he's you know, he's gonna be a key piece of this attack. But like you've mentioned, Danny Trejo, uh, off to an amazing start in this campaign. Cal Jennings, you know, when I when I hear these guys' names, I kinda I get a little bit worried due to the back line from rising. I know last time uh when they played Las Vegas, Musa wasn't there, but now he's kind of dealing with some injuries as well. And if anything, these two guys are the kryptonite to that rising uh defense where they're quick they're they're fast on the ball they're, they 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 strike right away they don't hesitate with anything as far as taking extra touches and that's what really messes up the defense for rising so they got to be really careful this week indeed they do because look it, you look at those two goals that were conceded by rising in the last game against vegas and they were pretty much the product of everything that we've seen going wrong with rising defensively over the last couple of weeks whereby it's giving the ball away in a a daft position and then they just can't recover they seem Mm -hmm. to be paralyzed at times by indecision they don't commit when they do commit they commit poorly Mm -hmm. and so you end up with the these teams pretty much immediately getting the ball and then producing opportunities on goal. And that's how we saw Vegas score two goals in the last game. They're not a possession-based side. They've only had 45% averaging possession this season. And they kind of try and look and and utilize that pace to to catch Mm -hmm. you out. And that is a concern because that's exactly what we've seen Rising struggle with as of late. Definitely. Uh, in other news, Owen, uh, Rising did announce a brand new signing yesterday, uh, Lamine Jaunet. Uh, he was signed to a 25-day contract. And before we start talking about him, so when, when you hear 25-day contracts, well, what are you feeling? Are, is this kind of just like a tryout, see what happens, see if he's able to stick with the club, see if he's able to make some noise? Uh, what are your feelings when you hear a 25-day contract? It's, I, to me, what it says is that Rick is just as unconvinced at this point as the rest of us. 
mm-hmm. especially because he's actually been here for a little while. Um, I've seen him around. He's he's been here on trial, as Rick suggested in the, as was suggested in the um, press release. I I'm just intrigued to see what exactly he brings because. At this point, you look at a guy and you look at his numbers, and that's how you typically judge people coming in. And his numbers in USL were not good. He struggled mm-hmm. to get game time for Atlanta too, which, you know, uh, admittedly rising is in a similar place in the league table to Atlanta too at the moment, but we'll gloss over that one. He then goes over to the Dominican League where I believe he scored. I know that most people have seen he scored one goal. Uh, I believe he scored two in the playoffs over there, but I'm not certain on that. It's it's hard. Keep it finding stats from these kind of leagues is difficult. So yeah. I was going pretty much on his team's Twitter account and just scrolling <laughs> through and trying to find out where they were saying that he'd scored. So I think he scored three goals, but that's a big leap from that kind of a level up to this level. Yeah. And so what you've got now is a guy coming in who has a fairly thin resume and so has a lot to prove when it comes to showing that he actually belongs at this level and that he can mm-hmm. make an impact at this level. And that's almost my concern here is that he's come in at a time where it feels as though fan trust in decisions that the club are making is at a low mm-hmm. when sometimes the, the fans might have had more time and patience for a player coming in and trusted the coaching staff to have, have made a good decision. I don't think that that same benefit of the doubt will be shown now. And so when you actually look at it that way, then you think, okay, not only does he have to come in and impress during the 25 day spell, the coaches, he's also going to have to realistically make his impression on the fans, because I fear that the fans will write him off quite quickly. If he doesn't perform from yeah. the off. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, and, and I had a lot of questions and I was on social media trying to check every, uh, everybody's response to this. And someone made a really good argument in that maybe he was signed because due to the lack of funds from the club and it was just kind of like a cheap option just to see if it stuck and see if it, he's able to get some playing time. Or, you know, and like uh, Bobby uh, here saying, seems like Rick is trying to pull a rabbit out of a hat. Um, based on what I saw in the press release, uh, Rick is saying that now is a very good time to add a player like Lemon. He's explosive and very decisive decisive in the final third we watched him for a couple of years and finally had the opportunity to bring him for a trial he works extremely hard he's very humble and i cannot wait to see what he brings to our team that part where it says we've watched him for a couple of years that kind of stuck out to me because if you watch him for a long time now why not bring him in sooner does that make sense if, if you were needing someone like that or you wanted I to mean, play like that? i mean you mean when he was struggling to get game time at atlanta too I mean, uh, that's that's what we're talking about here, right? It's, I think that it's a complicated one. You know, it's, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot, he's probably on a fairly cheap deal here. But I think that what almost kind of concerns more is you look at how other teams are doing in the league at the moment in terms of mm-hmm. additions. You look at, for a perfect example, San Antonio bringing in Sam Adeneron, bringing in Sadub Dal Salam, guys who are real difference makers for this league or have the potential to be real difference makers for this league. And yet you're bringing in a guy who seems really unproven, 
from mm. the Dominican League who didn't set the Dominican League on fire, right? That In, in the same way that uh, Richie Antwi actually, you know, he was scoring for fun in some of these leagues in Africa. So I mm. understand that. He's also a lot younger, yeah. whereas um, Jaune is, uh, I believe, 26. 26, 27, 26 yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, he's not like, it's not like you're, taking a gamble on a youngster who's is really performed at a lower level mm-hmm. it feels like a really really risky move and one that the the ceiling this isn't a guy we're expecting to come in and be a star that's almost the problem yeah. and so i don't know it, it doesn't sit well when you see other teams bringing in players that have the potential to be stars in this league mm-hmm. uh, or least serious game-changing additions yeah and then in return when you feel like there's a bit of desperation and a bit of concern about things need to start clicking now you see someone brought in who really has a lot to prove yeah definitely um the press release did mention as well as pat is saying here in the comments said pending itc as well so do you know anything about that do you know if you'll be traveling tomorrow to vegas I do not know on that one, unfortunately. Yeah, so he's waiting on that international transfer certificate from FIFA. Um, it's part of, it's how the, I believe it's the TMS, they call it, the system works, whereby mm. you get released from one national federation, sent over to another. It's it's paperwork, pretty much, but um, I can't tell you whether that's come through yet or not. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm optimistic. I can't. It's not the guy's fault that they brought him in. He's he's playing the way he plays. He's doing what he's doing. So if it's if he's brought in, you know, given an opportunity, hopefully he does what he can with it. I'm not gonna you know be that guy that's like, well, look at his resume and he he hasn't done anything. But give the guy a chance. 25 days can't hurt you. See if it sticks, and if it works, then it works. If it doesn't, then you just kind of move on. But the problem that you've got right now is that Rising isn't in that kind of a time where it's like let's experiment, let's fiddle around, like. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I I definitely hope that the guy comes here and actually can achieve. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that there's very little margin for error anymore because yeah. a lot of those games coming up are tough games. And a lot of the teams ahead of you are going to start pulling away just because it's very close now does not mean that it will stay that way for a long period of time. Yeah, And so he's really got to hit the ground running. And I'm worried about that. I just... Look, he's decisive in the final third is what Rick says. And yes, that is big because that's something that we keep bringing up, that guys like Marcus have not been decisive in the final third. You know, the number of times you sit there and tear your hair out, just like, why doesn't he just cross the ball? Or why doesn't he take a shot? And the thing is, you know that Rick is doing the exact same. He is also pulling the hair out there. But I just fear that you know when you look at and you have to look at end result at the end of the day football is Mm -hmm. not a game that rewards you for process football is a game that rewards you for results and Mm -hmm. at the end of the day if he's not going to score if he's not going to get assists it doesn't matter what he's doing elsewise unless he's again helping to set up goals and get results and that's where rising struggled this year they might be doing certain things process wise as rick will tell you Quite happily, we make a, do a lot of things right and just there are a lot of individual errors, but then they're not mm-hmm. getting those results. They can't quite join those things up. So I, uh, 
Yeah, no, and I definitely understand that point of view. But yeah, it's it, I, and I've called for maybe another winger or someone that could be a little bit more creative on on either wing because Marcus Epps and Santi Moore have not been working out. Now, is is you know the the guy that they're bringing in is he the solution? I don't think so. I'm not exactly satisfied with his resume, um, and and that's what I mean. It kind of smells of desperation just to see if there's something out there, um, but. And and here's the thing. If I'm that player, it's like, okay, I'm playing in the Dominican Republic, but hey, here comes Louisville. Here, here comes Memphis. Here comes like top tier teams in the league and you got to prove yourself against them. That's a pretty tall task if you ask me as well. So we'll see. We'll see how it works out. Hopefully he does. He does great because otherwise then, you know, we've got to wait for Santiago and Marcus to, you know, get on the board. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And my fear there is that, uh, and Maybe this is unfounded, but just looking at him having stats that aren't the most impressive in a league from overseas that also isn't the most impressive. My fear is, is that we might be looking at another Shea Adekoya and uh, that's where I'm concerned. You know, I just, you just hope that they're bringing in someone that, that can make a difference. And again, he's got a lot to prove that he can be that guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, moving on, Owen. Um, have you heard any injury, any sort of updates with anybody else on the team? Not really at this point. Um, it's a, obviously a fast-moving one. A lot of people seem to be just not 100%, um, and that's kind of the problem right here. Yeah. Um, too many guys who just aren't 100%. I mean, we know that... Obviously, we know that Luis will be out. We know that... Um, There'll be a few other doubts in there as well. People who, who picked up knocks in that last game. Babu wasn't fully fit. Musa, I mean, Rick, Rick threw down the court and pretty much said, you've got to step up. But mm-hmm. again, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one when you're getting back from a hip injury in the way that he is. To Yeah. Uh, get there's back a to lot, your... of, lot of people who are probably questionable here, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, social media, I was able to see Arturo Madrid, so I'm sure everybody will be happy uh, to see him traveling up Ma- there. Manuel Madrid, I believe you mean. I'm sorry, Madrid. Yeah. Say, Arturo Rodriguez, I thought you were going to say that. He's not. Uh, Darnell King, Channing Chastain. I did see uh, uh, Luis Manuel Soijas, uh, by the way, which is his birthday today, not with the team, as Rick had said it earlier this week. Uh, so uh, I think he was on some sort of vacation or something celebrating his birthday, so... Yeah, I'm not too happy he's, to see that. He's not fully fit. That's the I have heard that he is not fully fit. So okay. I Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um all right, here's the question uh that I have for you Owen. Do you expect Rick to go back to the 4-3-3 formation or continue with the 4-4-2 when they play Vegas tomorrow? The impression I got on Tuesday is that Rick actually likes the two up top setup. So I feel as though for now, what we're going to see, and a large mm. part of it is because Rick feels that maybe um, Greg isn't quite working perfectly well in that target nine kind of role. Um, he can't do that by himself. Uh, he needs a bit of support up there. So, yeah. yeah, I get the feeling that we're likely to see the two up top return. But, again, could be a surprise up the sleeve. So, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're – Maybe like a Hurst Repetto again up top, and I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. Yeah. Here's the thing I'll say about Repetto a little bit, and I'm kind of veering off the topic, but why hasn't there been any kind of, uh, how can I say it, any any more 
demand for him to to be productive. You know, I know Santi. Have you, and, have and you seen the quality of the crossing? No, and that's like... fine. That's fine. And I'm, and I'm going to keep it short. I'm just saying, like, with you know, given how we kind of saw him play in preseason and the fact that he was maybe one of the starter at one point, why isn't there more of an expectation for him, you know, given how with the state of the club uh, at this point? You know, I think this would be a perfect situation for someone like him to maybe step up a little bit and provide a little bit more scoring, you know, a little bit more of that scoring punch that rising needs. I know you're smirking. I'm just, this is, uh, I feel like I'm making a value point, but. What so say, it's like trying to make a meal without any ingredients. Like oh, what's That's he not, supposed to like do? That at all. Like mm-hmm. he had maybe one good cross into him in the last game, you know, I, what, but is that all it is? Then? Is that all that Repetto brings then? Just like sit in the box and that's all. He's you a know. target nine. Like that's, mm. I feel like he could do meant a little to bit. be that he wins balls in the air. You know, he's not the most mobile of guys. That, yeah. Um, all right, well, moving on. Uh, <laughs> what do you, uh, as far as the lineup? I know there's a lot of people that are, you know, uh, injured and dinged up. But what, what's your lineup prediction looking like with that four four two? I feel as though we're still going to see uh, Flood and, and Darnell at the fullbacks. Um, I'd imagine that should. Musa be depending on what kind of shape Musa is in, that we'll likely see him start. We may also see Farrell start as well. Um, Kev was another one who there were question marks over predominantly because he struggled with a non COVID illness after the last game. Um, and of course, was just fatigued from yeah. a long uh, road trip pretty much for Jamaica. Um, so it's I really don't know what to make of the midfield and what we'll see in there. Um, yeah. Cozy was a little bit banged up as well, so everybody, everybody's banged yeah. up. There's no, yeah, there's no stability with the mm. with the team, and I feel like that's one of the key issues as well. That you know, as far as my point of view, if Lambert's not there, it just kind of really hampers the, the rest of the team. And you know, Quinn's doing what he can. I know Rick kind of called that Cozy for having a few turnovers during the last game, but you know, when you play two midfielders, I can I think it kind of puts a lot of pressure on on either midfielders to just control the ball. And maybe Cozy's not that guy. Maybe someone like say he has would be that guy. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. What I will say on the defensive side is that while I don't think anyone has been the most mobile, I do worry about starting Manuel Madrid in this game. Um, I fear that the pace and the Mm -hmm. nature of Vegas's attack is not suited to how he plays. So I'd hope that he's not starting in this game in particular, but. Again, we'll have to see. Would you be surprised to maybe see if Musa is okay? Musa Haugli, or you know, what, what are you possible. feeling with that back line? Okay, it's possible. But then you saw what Farrell Haugli in the last game, and it didn't really work. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, Owen. To just wrap up the conversation here about the game tomorrow, um, I have three keys to the game. You let me know how you feel about them, and the chat, y'all can roast me if you guys want. But no, nah, I'm just kidding. But, but let's we'll always roast you, Ramon. Always, always. Uh, number one uh, key to the game: so e- execution in front of goals. Uh, rising lead the league and shots attempted. Uh, they need to just get some goals on the board. Whether uh, and I prefer early in the game if they could get maybe one or two. Before halftime, I know that's the, that's a very tall task right now. But if they can do that, I feel like their confidence is going to, you know, quadruple, and they're going to be able to stay in the game. and And defensively, they they can be a little bit more uh, less risky, I guess, moving forward, trying to get that, uh, trying to get on the board. So that's that's my number one key of the game: execution in front of goal. 
Yeah, I mean, it's straightforward. I'll give you that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number two, limit the turnovers in the midfield. Uh, Yeah, like we saw last game, uh, I feel like maybe two of those goals came right off of turnovers. Um, And knowing how bad rising is defensively right now, you can't lose ball in the midfield because that just leaves you exposed and vulnerable, especially if you're going to be playing that 4-4-2. There's not that extra guy that can maybe recover. And, you know, with Quinn and Koze, you know, if Koze is the one losing the ball, Quinn is probably not the fastest guy to get to it uh, once that's lost. So, yeah, got to gotta limit the turnovers. And that, of course, was where they fell apart the last time they went up to Vegas. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a pretty big key there. And uh, we talked about this er- a little bit earlier, but, uh, and again, very tall task. I'm asking a lot from Rising this game, but shut down Trejo and Jennings. Like we, like you said, Owen, they lead the, the team in goals. If you pretty much can at least shut one of them down, you limit their offensive power, and uh, we'll see how they can they handle the transition defense. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's uh, pretty straightforward all three of them. All right. All right, it's not cool. as easy to execute, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, I'm asking a lot. That's what I'm saying. But th- these are my keys to the game. Uh, score prediction, I-, I feel like Rising get the 1-0 victory. I think they're going to do it this time. You're going with 1-0 to Rising. Well, I said well. 3-1 last time. That didn't work out. So I'm just limiting my expectations this time. Oh, geez. Um, I think Rising might lose 2-1 again. That would be the fourth loss in a row. That'd be pretty bad. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, quick question here from Pat. And thank you, everybody, for the questions. And uh, a shout-out, Ramon is going bold. I'm trying, man. I'm just trying to keep it positive around here. Uh, update on uh, Dunn's return. I don't think he's coming back this season, right? No, he'll be back soon. He'll be back? Okay. Yeah, right. but so I don't. I can't tell you exactly when. Uh, yeah. You got a 5-4 from Scott. I'm not sure who. Scott, 5-4. You can't even get odds from DraftKings on 5-4. Uh, they, they will not give you that. Three two Vegas, you can get some on though. Yeah, Twenty-two to uh, one. It's not bad. There you go. Um, yeah, shout out to Michael Sky, everybody here in the chat. I think I saw Bonnie here a little bit earlier. Sly. Um, let's see, Thomas was here. Did I see Thomas? Yeah, he was here. Yeah. But yeah, I appreciate you guys always tuning in here with us. Uh, Owen, let's take a quick break and talk about OG's brands. Um, If you guys didn't know, OG's just launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor, and that flavor is Pina Colada. So it's a perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend that's just in time for the summer road trips and pool parties. And speaking of pool parties, on June 25th, OG's is taking over Maya Day Club in Scottsdale. And you guys can go over there, say what's up with us. Some of the PHNX crew will be out there. Uh, I'm not sure about Owen. He's uh, He told me 80% confirmed. Uh, Why do you Saturday. keep making oh. this up? No, I'm, I'm not going to be there. Gonna get, I'm, gonna be, I'm, gonna, I'm not here. This, You know I'm not here. You can make it. Come on. It's a game it. tomorrow. <laughs> I, I'm going to be in somewhere else. Oh, uh, come on. Whatever. So fine. No Owen uh, at the Maya Day Club to, to be with OGs. But if you guys are able to go, I might be able to swing over there. So if you guys see me over there, say what's up. And if you guys want to check out OGs, you guys can go to their online store at OGsBrands.com. And on Instagram at OG's Brands, you can also find their products at your local dispensary. You must be 21 years or older to port uh, to purchase OG's Brands. All right, uh, <laughs> I've got my Let's excuse see. ready. I'm going to be stuck in the mud on Cashman Field on the pitch from the water balloon fight. I will be you stuck in me, the like, mud. A piece of that water balloon. I'll put it like right here. I just want to. I'm it not bringing a water balloon back. 
I don't know if TSA would even let TSA wouldn't let me do it. Like it doesn't have to be full with anything, just like one of the ripped ones. I don't know. No. Can't do that for a friend. Come on, man. No, what well, maybe, maybe. We'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, and uh, let's go, let's talk about the rest of the USL. Uh, some pretty good games this weekend. Uh, of course, we saw that uh, New Mexico uh, postponed their game that they were supposed to have yesterday. Um, but yeah, some some good stuff coming up uh, this weekend. Any games that you're looking forward to? Oh, this weekend, this weekend, this weekend. Forgive me a second. I'm getting up the list. Um, Colorado Springs, San Antonio. Big game out west. Huge game out west because Colorado Springs, San Antonio as I'm sure pretty much everybody knows, occupy the top two spots. San Antonio win, they will leapfrog Colorado Springs, whereas Colorado Springs can get the win in that one. They're really kind of entrenching themselves in that top position. They'd actually extend their lead over second place San Antonio to five points. So, And they'd have a game in hand over San Antonio. So they're really Mm -hmm. shaping themselves up in a good position there. Not sure quite what how that one's gonna go it is in colorado springs that game will be kicking off about 90 minutes before rising so you want a little bit of a warm-up to get your friday night kicking off six o'clock they'll be playing and then on the weekend proper pittsburgh riverhounds can they turn it around but they're hosting tampa bay rowdy so that's a tough game tampa though also dropped points against charleston battery so between the two of them not coming in off the best result mm-hmm but who's going to take this one? It is in Pittsburgh. You'd imagine Pittsburgh are going to finally turn it around, but can Bob Lilly's side do it? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I'm really, inter- really interested in the game tomorrow, that one versus two in the Western Conference, that they're, they're kind of pulling away from the rest of the pack, those two teams, Colorado and San Antonio. So it's going to be interesting how they match up because possibly they – they most likely will meet in the playoffs if they're able to go far. So I uh, totally agree with the Pittsburgh one. Uh, I was really rooting for them, mainly for their stadium, how awesome it is. But they've been falling off the last few weeks, so I don't know what's going on over there. But uh, other games that I have on deck are Memphis versus Detroit. We'll see if Detroit can get another W. And then San Diego versus Indy 11. So we'll see. We'll see how they go. I'm also intrigued to see how Sacramento, they're on a good run of form here, and they've got to go away to Monterey Bay. You'd imagine they should be able to get a result from there. But then again, Monterey Bay, I feel in the last few weeks, have been a bit different to the Monterey Bay that we saw at the start of the season. And of course, they're able to host games now, which is something that we hadn't seen early doors. Mm -hmm. We'll see how that one goes. And uh, other sides in there as well, you'd imagine that Oakland, just even looking at the teams around the playoff line that Rising have to worry about, Oakland are hosting Atlanta too. That should be a win for Wangera's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, El Paso hosting Red Bulls too. That should be a win for El Paso. W. So, the, yeah. so Rice needs to win this on Friday. <laughs> That's basically yeah. Now, LA Galaxy 2 are traveling away to Miami FC, so mm-hmm. they may drop points there. But yeah. breathing down the necks and looking to get themselves back on track before they come to Phoenix... Not breathing down anyone's necks, they're seven points back. But Orange <laughs> County, who are in 12th spot in the West, they're hosting Loudon. Loudon, who, of course, at one point were 4-1 up against Phoenix last mm-hmm. week. But they've got to travel to California this week. They're playing Orange County. And really, Loudon aren't that good a team. So, quite frankly, Orange County should be able to turn this round on Saturday, much like Rising should have walked away with three points last weekend. Whether they will or won't, <laughs> we'll have to see 
Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of games. I think, and, and I don't like doing this, Owen. I don't like being in this position where we got to look at other teams and see who they're playing and see where they're at, because Rising should be able to control their own destiny, you know. And I and I think there's plenty of time for them to be able to do that. But you know, now that we're saying, well, let's look at the playoff teams and let's see who's ahead of Rising. That just puts you in a really bad, uncomfortable position if you're Rising because. You know, if you start dropping more points, that's, you know, you kind of start throwing up your hands and seeing, you know, hopefully we'll see. We'll see what happens on Friday. But, yeah, not not liking the fact that we're having to look at these other teams. Yeah, because normally when we're doing this, there's like one or one or two other teams that we're looking at. And we're looking at them because you're fighting it out for who gets home field for the final, who gets mm-hmm. home field for the Western Conference final. And now we're looking at it as though, are they going to get to the playoffs? Yeah, that's a big fall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's not really, good. That's why this game is critical. This game tomorrow for Phoenix is critical. I said before that four points was the minimum line for this road trip. They can only get three now, having lost in Loudoun. But yeah. to me, anything but a win tomorrow is really going to be a cause for concern. Yeah. Anything yeah. but a win. Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, Owen, I'm not sure if you have the DraftKings uh, app right now, but can you let me know some of these uh, some odds you have that available? Odds for what now? What odds do we want um, to talk about? Let's talk about the one tomorrow, uh, Colorado versus San Antonio. Any any favorite on that one? So the uh, DraftKings are backing Colorado Springs at the moment. They are mm-hmm. a favorite. They're plus 105, San Antonio at plus 185, and a draw I, at plus 275. I would take Colorado on that one. They had, you know, they were able to have a great game against Indy. I know they they get, they did give up a lot of goals last week, but still they were able to come back. And when you're playing at home and they're playing that good, you know, you got to bet on them. So that one's pretty good. Yeah. How uh, many do you think they'll win by? Come on, then we'll we'll get you some better um, odds if you want. Uh, I think it'll be you know, two one, two one. You, oh, so you're only going with a one goal win then? Yeah. Is that boring? Should I go with more? <laughs> yeah, that's boring. That's not going to help us out. You're going two one though. Um. So two one in that game would be a plus eight hundred. That's not bad, y'all. I would take that one. I would take that one. Uh, any other? Uh, let's see. Man, I, Pittsburgh. It's, it's only the Friday games I can give you at the oh, moment. Okay. I'm afraid. Yeah. Okay. I was rising yeah. uh, looking against Vegas. Yeah, well, rising as I said earlier, they're the favorites here at minus one hundred five, which I'm not quite sure what the bookies are <laughs> smoking at the minute. But hey, it's yeah. Hey, that's the reputation the rising built, man. Then you know, but it's not listen, like listen, it. listen. All I'm saying is, if you if you want to win big on this game, go bet on lights because, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, not good. Look at Tyler's comment. I like that. If we claw back and make it to the playoffs, watch out! I'll be freaking excited, man. I'll be too, man. You know, hopefully, hopefully, we're, uh, rising is able to get get back to that playoff line. Uh, but speaking of DraftKings, guys, if you guys haven't downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, uh, make sure to do it right away. And when you do, make sure to use promo code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 on uh, on USL Championship and also the Stanley Cup Finals. So you can also bet on either NHL team to win their game and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup Finals. You must be 21 Years or older to uh, to bet. Arizona only. New customers only. Minimum five dollar deposit. Restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. And they're right uh, down here for YouTube. All right. Unfortunately, uh, Michael, no, I can't get you those odds. But uh, <laughs> that's I terrible. do get a feeling that, especially if Rising drop points this weekend and Loudon 
get a point at least in Orange County. I get the feeling we're looking at the uh, Hot Seat Classic next weekend against Uh-oh. Orange County. Mm-mm. Seriously, you're telling, me, you're telling me Orange County is going to do another coaching change in the middle of the season? Or work from last year. <laughs> they did. Maybe, that's, maybe that's what they need. Um, all right, Owen, let's wrap up the show here. Let's talk about the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, big results yesterday. Uh, Sacramento yeah. Republic was able to beat L.A. Galaxy at uh, at, Car- at Carson, so uh, on the road for Sacramento Republic. They will now face Sporting Kansas City, which sadly uh, they beat Union Omaha by, by six goals to zero. Um uh, they announced the hosting me? yet because I believe they were about to do that as we came yeah. on air. Sacramento will be hosting. I'm, Sacramento are hosting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is a big look what Rising could have had for them. <laughs> now they can't host the final. They're number four in hosting priority for the final, so they cannot right. host. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, they're uh, hosting a semi-final. Hmm. And then just that a little is heads up. huge. That yeah. is huge. Yeah. How close that gets you to the because fu- I, I honestly believe right that most teams in this league, most of the good teams in mm-hmm. USL, have a chance at home against an MLS team. Yeah, I think it's a lot harder to go on the road and do it, but at home, you just about have that chance. You just about have that hope, and. What a night that's going to be in Sacramento for them, being able to host mm-hmm. a game like that and possibly be 90 minutes, maybe 120, maybe a few extra kicks away from a, fo- a national final that's mm-hmm. not second tier in any way, shape, this or gives form. It, like Sacramento Republic an opportunity to go to the CONCACAF Champions League. That is unfortunately insane. this is this is the unfortunate bit here is that actually if this happened next year mm-hmm. they'd be uh, after the reforms to the CONCACAF Champions League and the new method and everything if one of the MLS team if the ever MLS team in the final had already qualified for the Champions League in another way that spot would then pass to the Open Cup runner up now that oh. isn't how it works now Mm-hmm. but it would be how it works going forward according to the qualification guidelines that CONCACAF have released. So, yeah, it's at the moment, and that's the point right now, they are 180 minutes away from qualifying for the Continental Tournament. That is insane. Oh, 90 that, minutes of that will be at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and that's when I was watching the game against Galaxy. First of all, Galaxy looked terrible. They, they haven't been uh, good at all after... Uh, the international break. If you look at their game prior where they were playing LAFC, they'd look like a completely different team. So when Sacramento got on the board early and I saw kind of the players start bickering at each other, I'm like, Sacramento has a chance. And when they were able to get kind of like a little bit of a break in the second half with that with that goal, and and it's not like they got a break. They were actually playing, you know, uh, most of the time in, in Galaxy's uh, um, own half. And there was a couple of corners where they actually hit the post. So I was like, you know what? Sacramento has this. I don't think bringing Chicharito like in the 85th minute is going to make a difference for this team because Galaxy just didn't seem they were really interested in winning this in this game. And so props to Sacramento. You know, they 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 played the right teams. They they got the results at home, and now they got a chance to go to the finals. So you know, props to them. I thought that Chicharito was too busy crying on the floor trying to get calls. To be honest, you don't think that was a? I, I thought it was a penalty, but that's just, uh... maybe. Just the, maybe the way he sold it, but yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. So, so let me ask you this, Owen. So, as as far as the USL is concerned, like, how big would would it be for Sacramento to make the final? Huge, absolutely huge. And it also sends a message to every team in this league. It sends a message to every coach in this league. Take this cup seriously, and you can go far. Mm-hmm. There is no more space for oh, it can't be done. Oh, you don't understand how difficult it is to get that far. No. No, it's doable because MLS teams don't care. And quite frankly, going forward with a new mm-hmm. CONCACAF setup, and they've got an entirely different competition to focus on as well in the yeah. League's Cup, which actually will matter to them at that point because of qualification for the CONCACAF Champions League. I think it's going to only open up more opportunities because more MLS teams will not take it seriously until the later stages. And so you look at some of the upsets, and they're upsets. Yeah, don't get me wrong. They, they are upsets. Mm-hmm. But they're not as it's not like they've beaten first team players here. You only have to pull off a handful of upsets at the very end, typically. Yeah. No, yeah. And and we saw it all throughout the competition this year where I mean the clear example is Union Omaha. And like I said, I was rooting for them. You know, unfortunately it happens, you know, towards the end of the competition where, like you're saying, the MLS teams start taking it a little bit more seriously. They start getting that home field advantage. So yeah, it's it it. The run ended for them, but look how amazing it is going to be for that team that I believe this was their first time ever competing in the competition, if, if I'm correct. Um, Union Omaha, yeah. 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 For them to make it that far with uh, with those players and without Greg Hurst, and I believe there's other couple players that left that championship team from the year before, that's amazing. And like you're saying, it sends a message to the rest of the U.S., not just the MLS, the rest of the U.S. saying, hey, this is a competition where you got you can't take these teams lightly, USL Championship, USL uh, League One teams, because they're going to make you pay. And so, and like you're saying, next year, the League's Cup, I think that's going to be like a month-long competition. So the the teams are going to be thin. They're going to be pulling for their from their MLS Next Pro team. So uh, there's a very real chance, I feel, in the future that a, a USL team can win this competition, uh, if it's not this year. So, Yeah, I just feel as though... Yeah, you've got to really take it seriously. Because, I mean, you look at Omaha. Look at the number of fans that they took to that game yesterday. And, yes, their team got hammered 6-0. But you've got to enjoy those days as a fan, especially as a fan of a lower league team, because they do not come around very often, right? It it doesn't matter what the scoreline is. You get to say that you traveled and saw your third-tier team playing in the quarterfinal of a National Cup competition. Mm -hmm. That's just... It's a huge Sacramento uh, fans that some of them like started crying, like the cameras were focused on them, you know, the the supporter groups. And that's the joy that this competition brings people because you you don't see this often the MLS and uh, USL uh, competition as far as in, in, in tournaments like this. I mean, and so for them to get that victory over LA Galaxy, you know, one of the premier leagues in MLS kind of. Like you're saying, it brings joy to the fans. And I, I'm ha- I'm super happy to see that. So hopefully they're they're able to continue far. And I'm going to give a big sigh because now it makes me think of rising and what they could have done, but whatever, maybe next year. But, but yeah. Hey, look, the way, the way that they're kind of imploding at the moment, I'm not sure they needed the added games. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, happy for them. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, the Red Bulls got the victory over NYCFC 3-0. to zero. Uh, Two red cards given in that game, actually. Um, and then uh, I'm not sure if the result is final already, but Orlando City versus Nashville and whoever's the winner between those two will host the Red Bulls uh, in the semifinal. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
Yeah, and then I believe the final hosting priority uh, wins. Uh, Orlando Nashville winner gets first by mm. today. If they get there, then it's Sporting Kansas City. Then it's Red Bulls. Then it's Sacramento. So, so Sacramento fans, enjoy that semifinal. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's going to be fun. Uh, July 26 or 27 is what I'm seeing here. Will be that semifinal. That'll yep. be when Rising's up in Oakland then. There you go. Close by. Uh, but yeah, no, great, great stuff. Uh, anything else you wanted to add today, uh, Owen? Oh, I'm just not ready to get to Vegas again. Come on, you love it. Oh, I do not. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fine. We'll see. I, I'm praying. I'm praying for a result tomorrow. I can't do another post game show where we're all mad and upset about what happens. Like it's positivity, you know. Well, let's hopefully we can bring that back. Are you becoming one of those people that's just, we're going to start winning again? I know we will. We will. <laughs> What's making you say this? I mean, I'm seeing a monsoon. Like, you know, my, my dog's acting weird. I feel something's coming up, you know? So I'm feeling it. Some good energy. Right. We'll see. Um, see. A, win, a win today, will uh, a win tomorrow, sorry, will go a long way to hopefully starting mm-hmm. to turn things around. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, y'all. We appreciate you tuning in to the PHNX Rising Show. If you guys haven't yet, make sure to like um, this video and also subscribe to the channel. It really helps us out. And also, if you haven't yet, make sure to go to our Twitter account at PHNX underscore underscore rising. Double the underscores. Double the potential for tomorrow to be atrocious. (laughs) <laughs> we'll see I, I really am not feeling positive no, right be positive I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't haven't you seen me I'm a miserable bastard okay <laughs> right, I I'm am what you, I am you're not gonna, I'm gonna change I'm gonna send you on that trip with some Four Peaks Brewing Company beer that way whatever the result is you can you know lean back and crack one of those beers um, and if you guys didn't know they're the official beer of PHNX so if you guys see them on the grocery store make sure to support them because they're pretty cool with that, so appreciate that. And, and uh, the yeah. uh, official watch party for tomorrow's game that the team is putting on is going to be at Four Peaks Brewery on uh, 8th Street and Tempe, so make sure to hit them up as well. For sure, for sure. Um, and then just a little heads up on the Twitter account. So if we get to 650 followers, I will be giving out a PHNX Rising Scarf. I don't know if you have that graphic today, but right now we're at 617 followers, so we're really close. There you go. Uh, so if you guys uh, get us a 650, I'll do a drawing. I'll make sure that you get it. And again, this is our summer weight supporter scarves, and it goes a long way to supporting us here at the PHNX Rising Show. And we really appreciate it. And again, they look cool, man. You know, look, uh, you guys can wear them out to the yeah, games. Look at the, exci- look at the excitement up there in the top left. That could that's, be you. <laughs> that could be you watching our podcast with your supporter scarf. That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, make sure to get us to 650 and I'll make sure you get that scarves. All right, y'all. We will be back tomorrow night after the Las Vegas game uh, for our live post game show. Thank you so much for tuning in this Thursday night. Uh, there's a monsoon, at least on my part of the, the city. So we'll see. Make sure to stay safe um, and we will see you tomorrow. Take care and have a good night.